0: Hi, I'm Chris Hutchings and I'm your host. Welcome to the 10Q interview podcast. Hey everyone, in today's episode, I talked to the nicest man in marketing, Mr. Joe Glover. And that is not hyperbole, he really is. I took a lot away from this one and I absolutely have zero doubt that you will too. If this is the first time you're here, I wish you a very, very warm welcome. I hope you enjoy this podcast. I know you will enjoy this podcast. Um, And if you do, let me know your favourite bit, and Joe, uh, via social media, at 10 Interview Everywhere, and don't forget, most importantly, to hit that subscribe button. That would mean a great deal to me. It would also mean a great deal to me, and Joe Glover, no doubt, if you share this episode far and wide, there is so much stuff in there that's of interest to many, many of you, and I'm sure that when you listen to it, you'll think of someone in particular and go, they'll love it so let them know give it a share and now on to the podcast Joe thank you so much for coming on Um, I really do appreciate it and it's humbling to meet the loveliest man in marketing which is a great it's a great way to be known I'm sure we'll talk about that later but question number one for you sir is you meet a stranger in a bar coffee shop pub wherever and they ask you what you do Mm mm-hmm what is it you're most likely to say to them <laughs> so the,
1: the the truth of the matter is i'm usually sort of there with my wife who says that she is a biomedical scientist uh so people find her way more interesting than, yeah. than i do uh, because her job title has the word scientist in it so you know immediately implied that she is clever which she is and uh and wonderful which she is um in truth, if, if I was to sort of describe what I do, then my go-to place, even though I don't think this is representative of what we do necessarily, is I say, I, I run events. And then if people go, oh, right, what kind of events? Then I, I say, I run events for marketers. And then, uh, and usually that's the end of the conversation because I can see their eyes glaze over <laughs> as, as, as the words come out of my mouth. um, and, and, you know, there is something funny about that, isn't there? As marketers, I think. We're, what we do is either to, to the general layperson, is seen as um a little bit boring or inaccessible or dirty or whatever it is um mm. and even though i carry a great amount of pride with what we do at the marketing meetup and in providing a genuine community spirit then um i think sort of the most accessible left off point for most people is we run marketing events so that's probably my go-to
0: <laughs> i think i mean I was looking looking at it this morning, I did a bit of research and stuff, and I didn't quite realize the numbers that, you know, you and James are playing with over there, like Mm. 25,000 marketers is an incredible number, first and foremost. Mm. But what is even more incredible is I find that online, whenever you get any community, there sort of becomes this point where it starts off as a great friendly community and then it mm. grows and grows and grows. And then there always seems to be this point where it's like a tipping, a tipping point where it just goes south and yeah. either, <laughs> I don't know, people enter the community who sort of want to bring it down or mm. it starts getting argumentative or it starts getting unsupportive or just that little bit loses its, I don't know what the word is, loses its its redeeming factor that grew it in the first <laughs> place. Yeah, yeah. But every time I see you post on Twitter, LinkedIn, wherever, whether it's yourself or whether it's the marketing meetup, it's nothing but positivity, (laughs) which in a a community that size is incredible. You must be hugely proud of that.
1: It's wicked, you know, I like, well, you know, of course I am. I'm I'm proud to have played my part in it, but I think it's recognizing that I I only play a part, you know, a a community is an exercise in co-creation. It's something that we create together, you know, and even though I as I say, I play my part, then it's not just me. I think, as you say, though, there's also a second bit of it, which is recognizing what got us here. And as much as, you know, we educate and connect folks, then actually the thing that is far more important is, is this kindness element. Yeah. You know, this this people coming together to support one another, to realize it's not about themselves, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, and I think James and, and I have really always try to put that front and center you know like something that you know i I say this like as if we have monthly meetings where we actually catch up (laughs) james and i don't really do that but something we did write down once upon a time as like a kpi that we were interested in sort of tracking which we subsequently haven't uh is is number of kind acts which means to say that you know we we were sort of the theory was that if we were actively monitoring you know are we being as kind as we sort of want to put out into the world and yeah. then say that we're being, you know, then we should measure ourselves against it. Of course, being a startup, then of course we have never gone back to it. But I think intrinsically, you know, both he and I know that like kindness is something that is important to us. is important to the community is how we've grown the community. Um, and it's something that needs to be consistently reinforced over the course of time. And like people recognize that and self-selecting or out on that basis. I think yeah. The nice thing that we got now is that going back to that co-creation point folks have recognized that um, kindness is important uh, have taken it as part of their you know part of how they behave part of the culture of the marketing meter and now if someone doesn't behave like that then like they either just get ignored or you know they kind of sort of like Pushed well, out. mostly yeah not yeah it is pushed out I guess that is the right word you know people have sort of said well that doesn't seem very p- positively lovely you know <laughs> to people before which you know I guess in one way is is, is a really good thing so um you know I, I think that that sort of recognition of co-creation is a really important thing because if you sort of have someone in the middle who's like it's all about me then um you can see that magic getting losing that magic getting lost. But if you make it about us all, then uh, I'd like to think if you attended a marketing meetup event and you saw someone acting a bit weird, then you'd be like, you know, actually, this isn't the way that that we do it. Not necessarily, this isn't the way the marketing meetup do it, if that makes sense.
0: So so that loveliness and kindness, was that, I know you said you had the KPI that you've had in the beginning. Did you have a mission (laughs) statement as well? Like, was that something that was... No, dude. You know, like it's it's all just like
1: we make it up as we go along. Like we really do. Like you know, and I think everyone does. You know, I, I've got this big picture in my mind of um Barack Obama in the Situation Room on the night uh, they got Osama bin Laden, and right. I just—it's a famous picture. And like Barack Obama sat there, and he's sort of leaning forwards, and he looks a little bit pensive and anxious. And I'm like, that is a dude that I really admire. You know, someone who is like composed, intelligent, articulate, and like there he is sat in a room, like the most important man in the world, doing something he's never done before and he looks nervous about
0: it but, and he has no control either, right? I mean, to a certain degree <laughs> exactly,
1: you know, a hundred percent. And so like you know if if it's okay for Barack Obama to do things for the first time and make it up as he goes along to a certain extent, then I think it's okay for a marketing community to do the
0: same. <laughs> so, I mean, it's funny. I, I think it's spot on. I think that it's it's almost like an unwritten thing when anyone talks about entrepreneurship or startups or anything, everyone's like, you know, has this perfect view in mind of how it's going to go. But yeah, I agree with you. I'm, I I make up my stuff as I go along. <laughs> you, know, you start off your week or your month with a plan. It's like, right, I'm going to do this. And then, you know, mm-hmm. Tuesday comes along. It's like, Oh, maybe I'll try this or, you mm-hmm. know, this didn't work. And, okay you you need space for both i think you need space for the process um to
1: make things easier um and and we're definitely experiencing that at the moment with like we've got a first ever employee and stuff like that and it's nice to be able to hand us something over to people and sort of say you know here you go this is how we do things (laughs) but i do think the moments of magic come from sort of not even throwing out the rule book but just being open to new ideas and situations and and like just giving it a go and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't but that's okay you know
0: well I guess I guess a good example of that is when you had our, our mutually favorite guest David Hyatt on maybe not you can't say that because <laughs> obviously you've got to be uh um, <laughs> they're all my favorite <laughs> exactly my favorite guest David Hyatt on that, and I noticed that when he he was I think Correct me if I'm wrong, but he was supposed to be talking about email marketing. (laughs) And he just totally went off on a tangent. (laughs) But it was amazing. And I think a lot of people, I guess, I don't know, would have probably been really stressed out about how he wasn't sort of following the script or (laughs) or, or going down the thing. But I think what came from it was sensational, right? And you can't, but if you you don't allow that sort of factor into your, I don't know, into your life, I guess, whether it's work or personal, whatever, then you don't get those magic moments at the same time, do you? Uh, so true
1: yeah that was that was funny like we were lucky enough to go down and see David in in his um in his factory in in Wales so David Hart makes jeans you know yep. and, and he does that one thing well uh and we went down to see him in his factory not that long ago and and he sort of confessed that that webinar didn't go how he was anticipating either oh, really? <laughs> Which, you know it was fine but it was it was amazing I remember sitting on my stairs afterwards and texting james and he said i think we've peaked because <laughs> it was just that good you know and, and was that
0: the feeling I, did you did you know straight away that like that
1: was a good one and- no uh well both you know i think everything is both everything in life is both and um i i had both the sense of that was amazing i bloody loved that uh he is so smart and also um a sense of feeling quite bad almost that we hadn't delivered the event that we really promised yeah you know because i think particularly when you you market something as how to do email really well and then you end up speaking about like business stuff which was insanely you know informative then you know i think there is a responsibility on the part of an event organizer to deliver what they've said is going to happen true no fair point did you get any negative feedback not really like no i remember a couple of chat comments sort of saying uh this this is not an email talk but i love it <laughs> type yeah, yeah, of yeah. Thing. <laughs> you know so i think you know people realized what was happening and realized that it was a little bit special um and and you know were forgiving of that i think also because a lot of the folks who would have been in attendance would have been folks who would have experienced our content before yeah um but you know it, it you know, for a, for a newbie, I, I don't know because you never know about those silent voices. You know, you never know about the people who you never hear from ever again, yeah. And whether they were bitterly disappointed, um, I think they were, shouldn't have too much reason to be bitterly disappointed because they got something in in its place, which was which was pretty sensational. So, uh, yeah, so yeah, but it's always both.
0: Fair enough, fair enough. Okay, so your marketing is your life at the moment from a work perspective. Mm-hmm. But when you were a kid, what did you want to be? <laughs> footballer i mean like boring answer uh
1: footballer um my dad had trials for bolton at the same time as sam allardyce so uh there's a I weird parallel universe yeah where my dad would be big sam <laughs> which, <laughs> which is a weird a weird thought um but my granddad played for leeds as well you know so he's he sort of like you know we've got heritage in the family so from a footballing perspective then then i'm a bit bitter disappointment um but you know that is where it is um, were you close no not really <laughs> like we were, <laughs> I played on <laughs> I played on six fields in Northamptonshire <laughs> we won the county cup once um but that was that was the the peak of my footballing career I was always okay you know I, I was captain most teams that I played in but that was as far as I went type of thing it was never
0: anything beyond that that's it's funny isn't it getting into that 1% is kind uh, of it's just you think, I guess when we were kids, I mean, I, I wanted to be a footballer as well. And Interestingly, I know that many didn't as a result of doing mm. this podcast, but yeah. <laughs> um, there were people I, out I, there who didn't. No, no. Right? I, I thought that would be the standard answer. When I, when I put it in, I was like, oh, it's going to be the standard answer and it'd be a bit yeah. boring. But actually, yeah. you're one of eight who said it so far. That's interesting. It is funny.
1: Like, it was a big surprise to me as an adult, um, you know, that not everyone did love football. Um, because i grew up you know around people who did um but yeah i I think you know as as i got older then the other thing that happened was that i had no idea what i wanted to do right um and that's the reason i took a business degree you know which was something that was just like generic enough that i could probably go into any one of a few fields it's a big decision
0: to make an 18 year old isn't it like it is you know
1: i I know i i'm i'm a I'm a proponent of university and that it gave me time to sort of develop and meet my now wife and, and stuff like that but I think it was the default decision for me and I just went into it because it kind of felt like it was the quote unquote right thing to do. Yeah. Um but you know I don't know. uni's uni's one of those things that I, I I don't really think is should be the default decision and I think there is a gradual shift these days that it feels like people are sort of becoming a little bit more of aware of stuff like apprenticeships and uh i think that's a really healthy thing because uh, yeah me too this sort of practical hands-on experience is is really useful
0: yeah i agree um yeah it's it's a tough topic to talk about isn't it because i think people get very passionate about it and and very i don't know like uh, people at the moment i'm seeing it more and more on on social love to be very binary it's either this way or this way it drives me crazy because Ugh. there is not a one size fits all for anyone in this life. And and I know why they do it because they're trying to sort of spike up a bit of engagement and trying to sort of, you know, do all that sort of stuff. It's like it's almost like the Piers Morgan school of <laughs> social media. But yeah, it really, really, really annoys me that
1: it it sucks you're right you 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 bang on and and so that's been my biggest learning from 2022 is is this idea of both you know and i've already referenced it here but i think you know there is always there's there's always a both in whatever situation Mm. uh short-term social media ads long-term brand building uh i am happy i am sad you know uh, all these things they live on the spectrum they live in states where you can be it's not even the spectrum actually it's i can be happy and still carry sadness yeah. you know uh i can be a labor supporter but also agree with some of the conservative politic policies yeah. yeah you know uh, exactly to your point everything is so binary uh, partly i think because of how these social media platforms are presented though if you think about twitter you get 280 characters how are you supposed to yeah, present a, hu- yeah. a nuanced argument in, the, in that environment in that situation in that context so you know nuance is one of my favorite words but same i i'm guilty of it as much as anyone else i'll present an argument like here's something i believe 99 percent of the time um, but in the context of this, then I'm not really going to address that 1%. And then, you know, someone will be in the comments section and sort of speak about the 1% as if you're an
0: idiot, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and It's, and it's, it's funny, difficult. man. I, I, I generally stay away from all that stuff on Twitter. I, I just don't yeah. see the value in getting involved. And what really rammed it home to me was not long ago, someone asked a question and everyone gave the same response. Right. And 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 I, I sort of... I don't know I was feeling like I was, I was sitting on my hands I like don't get involved don't get involved and I didn't agree with the resp- <laughs> I didn't agree with the responses and it wasn't like politics it wasn't anything like that it was about digital marketing it was about right. um client stuff <laughs> and I said how about this it's from a different point of view just something to think about and to your point right in 280 characters it's very hard to do mm. and I put and I and I and I stressed over it for about 10 minutes trying to get the word in right trying to make it be like you know totally and exactly to your point right so i put this out, put it out different point of view have you thought about it like this yeah oh blah 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 blah. all these people started coming on and i was like why do i bother yeah and actually yeah. the person who asked the question originally she um she messaged me separately after that saying thank you and she had mm-hmm. actually ended up doing what i'd said right but yeah people love to like stick their flag in the ground and go right I'm not moving from here it's It's just bizarre but you have to be open to it and
1: I think that's why listening and genuinely listening is a a superpower you know And, and and so caring about a view that isn't your own being open to those views um and and as I say listening consciously and and not waiting for the next opportunity for you to speak but actually sort of saying ah that's naturally an interesting perspective but the whole system isn't isn't geared up for that because even the the nuance the the inflections in people's voices and their body language as they go you know, these are rich sources of information when we're conveying and communicating yeah, and, yeah. And you lose all of that and i'm sure you know if this was a proper conversation and you've gone in and said ah, you know I, I really appreciate all your opinions mm-hmm. uh, i think this has this has its merits but actually i've got this different this different view about this thing Then people wouldn't have jumped on you and gone like "Ah, oh, you're an idiot you know go you away know. but you know it's, it's these platforms so uh, i don't know they're geared up for that kind of dev- that sort of partisan view of the world and and that is just what it is um so i i don't know i don't know what the answer because i don't think any of them are geared up for change, because it also increases engagement. That's what it comes and,
0: down. It's all. I was going to say. It's all about engagement. Is that? I mean, it's, it's funny. Like I'm sure you've had it. Like I have. You know, depending what mood I'm in, yeah. my wife will send me a text or a WhatsApp or something, and I will read it in how I absolutely. think she said it. And I'm like, absolutely. What she mean? <laughs> and like, and, and it's just a cavalier message she sent, not yeah. even thinking. About it. It's like because I'm in a yeah. bad mood. I'm like, oh. And, yeah, and it's the same, isn't it? But to your point. Social media wants engagement. This is this is what they they thrive on, isn't it? So that's it. They're it, not going to be stopping it anytime soon.
1: No, you're spot on,
0: and it,
1: it, I think that goes back down to what you were saying at the beginning of, of this little bit, which is you, you can choose to engage or you can choose not to. And actually, maybe the the only power we have in this situation is is the power of choice, you know, and and, and sort of recognizing that you have a choice to engage or you have a choice to not, because it can ruin your day. but it's a a
0: shame isn't it it's a shame that you you, your your only choice is not to get involved in what would be a rich conversation or a rich debate or yeah you know
1: it's about well it's about picking you know you can you can also choose to engage when you think there is going to be a rich conversation right true but if there isn't that possibility then it's just like you know (laughs) move on <laughs> it's yeah. not going to change it's not going to change the world <laughs> no it might do it might do you know you may well learn something so it's not to say don't do it in any situation you know i don't have a partisan view on this <laughs> true. I, I have a
0: both view <laughs> true true and in the spirit of moving on and changing the world as you as nice you sort of very good segue sir. You like that well, one? Done. Um tell me about one of the most pivotal moments in your life Um, Well,
1: I'll go back to your first question in a way, because when I finish my business degree, I mean, so the obvious boring answer, I've already given one about being a footballer. So I'm not going to do my wife getting married or or having a baby, even though they are clearly number one and number two. Um, Number three, however, would be uh, my first job, which I took entirely for money. So I was sold on the line. You'd be on 100K after five years, which to me, you know, seemed pretty good. And uh, at what age was that? So I was 22, so fresh out of uni. So okay. I went in as a SAP consultant. I was working in companies like Reckitt Benkhaizer, implementing IT systems. I before saw them. that. I was going to
0: ask you about your uh, your, your um, move from <laughs> SAP consultant to marketing.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, you know, I, I, I entirely took it for the money. Like there's, there's no doubt about it. I just, that one line alone, that one sentence was enough to set me on that course. But I thought that's what business was. I thought you went in, you, you were a contestant on the apprentice, you undercut, you lied, you cheated, you, you, yeah. you, you stealed your way to the top, you know, and, and the top being defined as a massive paycheck and I don't know, driving some fancy car and, and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I, I took that job and then I ended up doing five day weeks in the holiday inn in slough uh and then nice. working 14 hours uh in the racket bank kaiser officing and, and and then rinse and repeating and it was just a horrible life it and and that's not to cast judgment on anyone else other than to say that it wasn't the life for me and so you know that was a really informative useful experience and i don't think there's such a bad thing as a as a bad job you know 99 percent of the time yeah um because i learned so much and the thing i learned was money was not going to be the most motivating factor in my life it wasn't enough Um, and therefore i needed to find something that was bigger better braver kinder and and that's where you know, I started to find I got a job in marketing because that was something I was still interested in. Um, but that next job in marketing was really formative in my values, um, finding something that I was really interested in in doing day to day. But then also sprung the marketing meetup as a as as a result as well. So I'd say you know a really pivotal moment was really just stepping away from this this idea that money is the be all end all and into something that is
0: kinder. Yeah. I think that's it's a great answer. I think it is funny when you when you're young and money's money is the goal, isn't it? It's, <laughs> I was the same and it's yeah. the be all and end all. I think I mean that was a great answer. I think it's interesting you said, you know, I don't think just to throw it out there, like, you know, becoming a dad and getting married, like mm. I know they can seem boring answers, but I think what's interesting is I think actually, I like, so for me personally, becoming a dad changed my whole perspective on life. Mm-hmm. And actually, to, to your point about money, not that I was um, driven by money as such, but my way of life changed as a, as mm-hmm. I became a, a dad because I wanted to spend more time with my kids, and I didn't want to be commuting, and I didn't want to do, and that actually led me. To, to change how i went about things so like was was it similar for you like when you became a dad did that did your perspectives change
1: um
0: i mean it's changed everything
1: you know it's changed our entire lives um and i absolutely adore being a dad it's the best thing that has ever happened uh to me uh and he's the sweetest thing in the world as so far as i'm concerned and yeah. Um, and yeah of course it has is and i guess one example is that i've drop down to a four-day working week to, to make sure that i'm around to make sure that we're making the most of that time because i hear it all the time from parents who say the time goes so fast yeah and and i've listened you know and i've said the time goes so fast and so i'm going to be there and i'm going to enjoy the time and i'm going to try and enjoy it by being present that doesn't mean i'm perfect far from it but um I think I've done my best to listen to the lessons from other parents and that time element seems like something that's really important and therefore uh, we're prioritizing it um, you know and on a day-to-day basis of course it changes everything free time is no longer a thing <laughs> you know, it's yeah. just uh it's just tidy up time and then bedtime but that's okay you know and, and, and so I don't know I, I think I've I've lived probably a very privileged life in these past few years in that I have been living a life to my values, and I'd already learned that lesson about money and, and balance and stuff like that. So, I don't think having Annie has changed everything in 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 that particular sort of sense in relation to my professional career. Right, I would say it's probably just doubled down in 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 it, you know, and then was sort of made. I guess what you can call policy changes <laughs> 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 to 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 uh, to to accommodate, you know, the single most important thing in our lives. So um, I'm I'm really really proud to be a dad in a way. I, I think maybe maybe something that is formulating in the back of my mind is that I don't think dads speak about their pride a lot. You know, I think we we kind of acknowledge it but i think a lot of chaps i speak to maybe not as much as they used to but they kind of brush it off with a joke you know yeah. also to say oh you know can't do that this weekend got the kids <laughs> you know as if it's a pain in the ass but like for me like i'm like i can't do that this weekend i've got my kid and yeah, i'm gonna yeah. be loving life you know and it's gonna be the best thing ever so i think it does change everything but i think it's in the best way possible
0: that's lovely to hear man lovely um i'm gonna i'm gonna move on to the next question now which i'll be interested to see where you take this obviously as a man who you know is very well connected but also you know the whole family thing we just talked about tell me some of um the best pieces of advice you've ever received
1: (laughs) so the best piece of advice that i've ever been given was from my dad who said uh, don't give advice, uh, <laughs> and and so we, we, he and I have these funny conversations. So yesterday I met my dad in the park with with Annie because Mondays is my my day off with her. Okay, and we have these funny conversations where like <laughs> we both skirt around giving advice, and instead uh, go, I'm not giving advice, but I am offering an opinion or an experience. <laughs> and, okay. and and so that's my default position is that I don't give advice. I, uh, I offer an opinion or an experience, but I allow people to sort of take it into their context and apply it in their world in a way that I couldn't. Um,
0: and being even being, being like, in the position you're in, do, do yeah. you get asked for advice a lot?
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, kind of. I I think there's a lot of discomfort that comes with that to a certain extent because I still don't see myself as that person. You know, I don't see myself as that person who can give up. I think I've given a platform for smart people to share their to share their experiences and opinions yeah um but quite rarely have i sort of shared them myself beyond sort of telling my own story i think if you actually look through my linkedin post example a lot of it will be framed as i did a thing rather than here is what you should do you know so um (laughs) i hope anyway i hope that comes through so um i think you've been a
0: bit modest uh, though joe i think like I'm a big believer in everyone has ideas. Yeah. But the real value comes in the execution, right? So Mm -hmm. yes, you've got some great guests and we spoke before about some of the guests you've got coming up for season seven, which, you know, Mm -hmm. blew my mind. Like (laughs) that doesn't happen by chance, right? That, that's, I know you, you, will put a lot of, um, weight on, on the guests and whatever, but it doesn't happen by chance. And that, 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 the execution you got there to get from where you were in 2017 wasn't it with your 50 guests?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Like even just getting 50 guests, your first thing—that's <laughs> insane, right? I mean, there'll, there'll be event people up and down the country going, "I couldn't even do that with you know whatever." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So to do that out yeah. the gate is impressive. I don't know. I—I <laughs> I, I mean, you're—you're a—you lo- you're, are a lovely guy and you are very humble, but. Thanks, I mean the execution's everything, and you've executed it unbelievably well. Yeah. Well, you know,
1: thank you, and I'm I'm going to do better at taking compliments. So, you know, we uh, and and indeed I, as part of the we, have done things well. Um, you know, I, I think discovering a you know a tone of voice that resonated with people you know understanding and living the problem that existed Mm -hmm. for 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 me you know for me in the first instance and so you know being a shy introverted person at events who is scared to say hello to people yeah i know what that feels like and therefore i'm able to speak very clearly you know to how that feels and there are it turns out a lot of people who feel the same yeah and so actually to provide a safe place where the people can come together and, and, and do all that you know it all it all feeds from that problem. So, you know, we have executed well. Um,
0: so yeah, I am proud. <laughs> Out of curiosity, where, where did you and James meet?
1: Uh, at a marketing meetup event. So oh, okay. I'd been I'd been running it for maybe eighteen months, two years before James came on the scene. Um and he travelled from so James lives in Birmingham, but he, he was working in Kings Lynn. And uh, he traveled down specifically to come to this marketing meetup event. And then over the course of time, he just never went away. Uh, So so, like we became best mates and, you know, he, he just gave and gave and gave to the community and tried to help me grow it in whatever way way we can. And, and uh, over these past four years, or since then, then, um, you know, we, we, we say that James is a co-founder now because the current shape of the marketing meetup is definitely
0: down to his efforts as much as it is mine. So um, where do you think, where do you think it would have been if he hadn't have got involved when he did?
1: So something that James has brought incredibly to the marketing meetup is a sense of uh, commercialism and uh, account management and even some more strategic steps, such as starting the newsletter, uh, which If we didn't have the newsletter, then the community would have died when COVID happened because nobody was going to meetup.com anymore, uh, which is where we were advertising our events. So um, I think the likely scenario is that it would be a lot smaller than it is now because we wouldn't have had the resources, be it human or uh, advertising, to sort of put into growing the community. Mm -hmm. Um, It could well have been that i would have still been working for someone else um because it wasn't making enough money to justify me going off and and you know worst case scenario even it wouldn't exist because things such as the newsletter which was his idea in the first instance and i'd sort of gone yeah you know we'll probably do a newsletter at some point (laughs) he pushed for and as I say, at the beginning of COVID, nobody was going to meetup.com, which was a platform we were really reliant on before, Yeah, but we had the newsletter, which enabled us to build the momentum straight off the bat and sort of move into this, this sort of webinar and virtual space, which we couldn't do before. So, um, you know, worst case scenario, the marketing wouldn't exist, best case scenario, i would probably still be working for someone else so i've got a lot to thank james for (laughs) well
0: yes probably but you know you also identified that he was worth bringing in as well so uh... well
1: yeah to a sense although he just never gave up kept on turning up (laughs) kept asking me for meetings so (laughs) it was just a natural it was just a natural thing that happened over a few years you know And, and so um yeah, he he worked his way in. He literally, and I'm not I'm not even saying that as a joke this time. He worked his way in. Okay. You know, he gave and he gave and he gave without expectation of anything in return. And you know, now we're in a position where we are, and you know, we're paying me a salary and and James less of a salary, but you know, doing the bit and and um.
0: That feels and have employed someone,
1: and we've employed someone. Which is it's it's nice. funny how many
0: times you hear that version of that story where people give and give and give and work and work and work and then end mm-hmm. up you know involved in something and i think it's yeah. it's a skill or a trait that don't see enough of at the proactivity moment. dude pro-activity yes yeah, is yeah the number one
1: you know everyone is busy but if you look at every one of our organizers in their local area every single one of them has come up to us and said i would like to run a marketing meetup event close to me um and therefore that's what we've done you know and, and, and we've never had like a you know I personally i'd love to run an event in brighton for example yeah. but we've never had a person come up to me and sort of say i would love to run an event in brighton and therefore we haven't done it
0: yet you know and, well and interestingly so... the person i'm interviewing on the podcast this afternoon lives in brighton weirdly <laughs> well, we so <laughs> i'm sure she's signed up already but if she's not i will um I will point point her in your direction. That's uh, wicked. That would be a lot that'd of be fun. kind of cool if we could make that happen. But, um, yeah, that would be that'll be a good result. It would. <laughs> um, let's move on to the next question then. So, I'm sure you've done a lot over the years, um, and I'm sure you've learned many lessons, like we all have. But if you can, can you think about like some of the most valuable or the most impactful lessons you've learned?
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll give the number one. Um... I can give a bunch of tactical stuff, but there isn't much point in sort of saying use ConvertKit as your ESP because like that's that's not even a 99%, that's like a, a 30%. So the number one thing that I think has changed how I think about the world and, and like I understand that it can even frustrate some people when they're speaking about it because you've already picked me up on it for being modest, but like mm. it, it's fairly core to my sort of world view that it's not about you you know that that statement it's not about you is enough to sort of reorientate everything you know as a as a dad it's not about me it's about annie and how she grows as a husband you know it's about the partnership uh as a community organizer it's not about me and my ego and what i get out of it it's what the community get out of the event yeah um it's not about you um has implications for everything, but you know, especially in leadership roles. And uh, I was thinking about it only this morning that, like, that orientation that we spoke about at the beginning, which was like the apprentice, where it's all about me, me, me. Like, if I acted like that in a in a real workplace, you know, I, I don't think I'd go very far. No. If I sort of had that mindset, it's not about you. Built my team up, help them. Ask the question: What can we do that will make your life ten percent better? your work 10% more effective and, and help them you know rather than giving the answers helping them even this is an example of that mindset in action helping them come up with their own answers um it's not about you just has so many implications so I to watching <coughs> people first which is probably the best marketing mindset as well because we're supposed to be orientated to the customer not just ourselves
0: yes and I 100% agree with everything you just said, but I am going to be that annoying person. Who... So when That's you right. started the marketing meetup, though, <laughs> yeah, was it about you? As in, yeah. you were scratching that itch, right? You were the introvert. Uh-huh. You also maybe wanted to learn from other people. And mm-hmm. therefore, when you started the marketing meetup, it was a way of solving that both those mm-hmm. issues
1: yeah for sure so, I, so I when so when does is, it
0: go from being right it's about me and my my issues and my thoughts to them yeah. being right okay now it's not
1: yeah it's a great question um i don't know whether there's ever a point but i think uh, self-awareness so i was aware that after the first marketing me to prevent like it was kind of mission achieved that yeah. environment that i felt safe and comfortable in um was created, you know, existed. And therefore I knew in that moment that I could make it not about me because it was already a thing now, you know, and and therefore I could go there, feel safe, learn about marketing, meet other marketers. And so there was quite an intrinsic point where it was just like, yep, you know, all good. And I asked the same question of Mark Ritson uh, not that long ago, because he always speaks about market orientation, right? You know, he sort Mm -hmm. of says, do what you do uh, to help the people in the market. And the question I asked him was, is there like a founder's prerogative? to look past, you know, the needs of the market and actually just recognize it for yourself. Yeah. And and he said, yeah, you know, absolutely. But he said, the next thing you do after you've done a thing is to then validate it externally. Yeah. You know, and, and so whether it's through, you know, research or whatever it may be, then, then, you know, there is that external validation. So I don't think there's ever like a point that is going to say, you know what, <laughs> for the first 10 days, uh make it about you and then on day 11 make it about someone else yeah um but i think you that piece of advice is really useful but of course there is also a both right you know because if you're not making it about someone else or you're making it about someone else all the time then that's also a hard life to live so you know i posted about it last week compassion starts with yourself so you do need to give yourself that time and it's about self-awareness and and stuff so the both, the flip side is that, of course, you need to recognize that it's also about yourself. Yeah. Um, but I think if I live a life which is 70 30 in the favor of others, 80 20, 90 10, whatever it may be, then that skew, that skew on yeah. my life feels like a far more productive place to be.
0: I'm going to go a bit off script now, but I mean, I, I'm very much enjoying chatting to you, but you, you're, you're a very wise man. <laughs> <I'm not sure. coughs> but you are you speak with a lot of wisdom and a lot of um thought and a lot of um empathy and a lot of like it's rare in this day and age right for someone to be i mean I, how old are you 30 yeah see so that, that that's you, you speak very well for and that's not young that's not old but I'm just and I'm being very general generalizing but like have you always been wise is it something you've learned is it something is it something you've I don't know adopted or thought about or grown into am I making you really uncomfortable by saying you're wise yeah uh, uh, yeah.
1: I don't know whether I can directly answer the question have I always been a wise man Uh, but I, I guess I can ask answer the question about thoughtfulness and I think um i've had a great privilege over these past four to five years to be nothing but myself right um and that is sometimes a good thing and also sometimes a bad thing but i've never i haven't had to live in a situation where i have to justify my actions to a boss you know or uh, i haven't had to yeah, I, I, I seem to gravitate towards corporate examples because I really love working. You know, yeah. so like that's that's something else that is part of me. But I think because I've just had to be myself and that has been enough for people over this period of time, then I probably have become more myself over okay. this period, if, if that makes sense. So I'd say only in the past four to five years have I given myself permission to 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 think this way but i think this also speaks to the environment that you create here you know with this podcast you know you give folks the space to articulate these thoughts and and then they can yeah now if we're if we're at a dinner party or allow a conference room or something like that then i don't think i'd be as comfortable sort of explaining this thing you know we're 54 minutes into chatting Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) and if you've got a 30 second thing i was at an event the other day and like someone introduced me to another person going back to your first question about how you introduce yourself and i said well i run events for marketers and their eyes glazed over and then they walked off yeah you know and and this was two three weeks ago um which means to say that i'm aware that some people hold me with some degree of um you know revenance if that's the right word or, or or whatever it is but the truth is, it's all context-dependent as well. So yeah. so, yeah, I've always always been myself, but last four to five years, I guess, I've been given a playing field in which I can be more myself, which has been really lovely. And it's nice that people have resonated with that too.
0: No, it is. I mean, you just, you know, you have your brand about loveliness, kindness, and the rest of it. And, you know, sometimes we all have brand messages that we put out there that aren't always aligned with, you know how we feel and especially if we work Mm. for other companies um so it's just no it's it's an amazing to I don't know to see behind the curtain actually know you do (laughs) walk the walk but I'll stop making it go uh, go on no
1: I'll, I'll interrupt there which is that like there is there is another side right so one of my greatest fears with being myself is that I am aware that I present to the world a certain version of myself you know that i am 99 percent of the time you know but there is that one percent like every other human being where like i can be a dick you know and i can be an idiot and i walk into things and stuff like that and you know all that sort of stuff you know and and you know that is part of my personality too but just like every other human being particularly as they present themselves on social media I, I choose not to sort of display that stuff and there is probably quite a lot of fear yeah you know that one day that bit could be exposed <laughs> you know as that one percent And the cancel and like... crowd come
0: come <laughs> <up in>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly you know and actually specifically that's in the direction of say the marketing meetup you know is is a for-profit organization yeah you know so like one day i would hate to be called out as like someone who's like a sellout you know because we're working with a sponsor you know or whatever it may be you know and, and so i think
0: i think, I know, think joe i say, think if that, if that ever happened i think for the one person for every one person who thought that there'd be a thousand people telling them to get back in their box and just <laughs> <leave it. 'Cause laughs> i mean you I see a lot like i mean i saw i can't remember who it was recently they were moaning about how they'd monetize their podcast mm. and oh, who was it? it's going to bug me but they came back out and went, like i don't make this content you know just to entertain you I have to feed my kids and my family and like I don't know it's it's, that's a a strange thing that a lot of people some people do have issue with but you know I think at some point you earn the right to to make a living out of it right I mean you can't just (laughs) you'd hope so (laughs) you'd hope so yeah um (laughs) I'm aware that you've obviously made a lot of decisions in your life you know personal professional Mm -hmm. whatever whatever but I'm kind of conscious that you might say something you've already said, but what's what's one of the best decisions you've ever made? Oh. Hmm.
1: I think probably stepping out of that job. Yeah. Um has to be up there. Um again. Well, actually, you know what? We started having the discussion. So, you know, the decision, which it was a decision between my wife and I, you know, to, to, to have a, a child, you know, mm. that's the best decision ever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is the the best decision, you know, it's as easy as that, you know, and she's wicked and she brings more joy to my life than anything else. And there are a series of decisions around that elsewhere which has facilitated making that a really great experience um that is largely free of of worry and concern and yep. you know able to give a fuller version of myself to her for a more amount of time as well which is another important variable so yeah there's a series of series of decisions that have led us to a place which is family life is just happy <laughs> you, Do know? you know yes. I,
0: I i love that and i come back to the point you made earlier about men dads and that sort of pride angle when it comes to family because I'm very much like you I you know I love my girls dearly and I love the fact I'm a dad and and it's even more kind of ironic sort of for the first 36 seven years of my life I had no interest in being a father and I just it wasn't even on my radar and then and you know we go into the whole reasons why about you know meeting the one and all that jazz but (laughs) now I am a dad I love it Mm. and to your point earlier like that free time going away and 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 your role and, and what you do changes it's been and I had this conversation with another guest a couple of days ago but it's taken me time to to adjust and you know there was a little bit of resentment sounds like a strong word but i don't know what a mild form of resentment is mm-hmm. <laughs> where my life changed and i didn't know how to you know i couldn't do all the things i wanted to do mm. but being a dad is one of the best things it, it, it like is. it and i love it and i you know when my wife sends me pictures or i take them out and they do that stupid thing like you know you get them on a video <laughs> like it's just insane i i sort of went through my life all this time thinking i don't want kids it's so like the, the amount of joy, and don't get me wrong, there's a lot of downsides <laughs> to having kids and, and negative incidents as well. But um, like the amount of joy that little snapshot can bring you in like ten mm. seconds it just, it's just you know it's better than any kind of social media <laughs> dopamine hit or whatever. Like it's just, but it's interesting to your point. I, I don't think many men do speak about it like that.
1: No, it's weird, isn't it? Like yeah. I remember. I remember reading. So I was gifted a um, "You're Going to Become a Dad" book okay. when I, I, I first got it, and like, it was written by the the then editor of uh, Men's Health magazine, which is not a great place to start. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, but like, I remember the first you line. You could still of the get book. great big biceps and be a dad <laughs> at the same time. Like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It'd be photoshopped. Yeah. Um, but I remember the first line in it being something like you're probably really gutted that you can no longer go down to the pub with your mates oh, God. but you know and, and like but I think there is part of that that still exists with parenthood yeah. and probably uh, a part of the population who also feel that way you know I, I think we're lucky that we live in a bubble where folks do speak about that and are proud in the way that they can express it but I've definitely been around a lot of people who wouldn't yeah um wouldn't express you know a lot of emotions, and so I was just gonna say you know, that do you think that. do you think that's a
0: men and feelings in general, or do you think it's a men being a dad
1: uh it's hard to say, right you know I mean like <laughs> do mean to go with political then like in my bubble in my world, then stuff like brexit was a surprise, yeah you know um which means to say that everyone around me uh thought. That it wasn't going to happen, you know, and and nobody I sort of surrounded myself with voted for it, you know, but fifty one percent of the population did, yeah. Which means to say that in my bubble, I am very aware that I live in a bubble, and therefore I am surrounded with folks who sort of feel the same about emotions and expression of emotions and uh, various issues, um, right? Because that's who I choose to surround myself. So it's impossible for me to say men in general feel that way i think traditionally uh we we have been a little bit like that i do think on a macro level things are changing but like that could just be like in cambridge <laughs> where yeah. i live you know where where <laughs> blokes are more willing to speak about it or what you know but i don't know i speak to you know i speak to my dad you know who's actually very good at sort of saying i love you which is really really nice okay you know but like i introduced hugs to my to my in-law's family <laughs> as, a, wow. as a thing you know and so we're not you know there's 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 just people out there who think differently than yeah. you do you know yeah, uh, yeah. probably again it sounds very boring but you go back down to that both you know people are unique you know and, and there are people who feel comfortable and there people who don't and it's actually not to say that one is better than the other. I've got an opinion yeah. that it's better to express it and I' not advice. Exactly <laughs> in my experience, it's turned out well though, you know, good. so uh, yeah. I think it's a
0: I think it's a good thing personally, fair enough. um tell me something you struggle with. I get in my I
1: get way too much in my own way, so like um, right right now, my biggest uh, consideration is uh, ambition, okay, so. How far could I take the marketing meetup? You know, and, and and so it's very hard to be ambitious about a world you haven't seen. But quite recently I've been surrounding myself with people who are members of a world that is larger than mine. Yeah. Which means to say they've got access to resources more than mine, but they've also got access to a mindset and individuals who think bigger. Okay. You know, who don't think in terms of changing one life they think in terms of changing a million lives or a society well, or where a did culture. you
0: where did you originally want to take it or did you not think about it
1: no so the, the quote that uh resonates with me the most that i've heard recently is i don't know where we're going but i know how we're going to get there okay um and and so i knew that we would get there through kindness uh yeah. And looking after each other in a sense of community Um, and in a way you know you look at NASA uh, NASA has to boldly go yeah but they also had to reach the moon by the end of the decade yeah and like something we've never really had at the marketing meetup is uh, to reach the moon you know that statement of we would like to do this and so something I've been considering recently is what if what if I chose To dedicate my mind my attention my energy you know the platform that we have in the direction of a specific change that can have an impact beyond the moment uh and into the lives of you know tens of thousands hundreds of thousands millions you know is that within me and my capabilities yeah and boris johnson's prime minister so i think it probably is (laughs) so um you know so There is a big part of me, which is like the thing that I struggled with is like getting in my own way and like, can I, why, why should I be so bold to have such an ambition? Why? Why shouldn't uh, you? Well, why shouldn't I indeed? But, you know, well, I'll tell you why I shouldn't, because I've got this thing in my mind, which is like, I don't want to be seen as arrogant, (laughs) you know? And it's like, you know, there is part of me, which ambition is
0: associated with arrogance it's interesting i thought you were going to say some sort of derivative of imposter syndrome no but you flipped the other side you went okay so why why would people think you're arrogant though so so
1: this is the one percent right Yeah. i i believe in myself i I believe in myself and my ability to deliver i think we do good things i think we help people i think what we do is is really good in the world but actually saying it out loud (laughs) <laughs> admitting you know that we're doing a good thing and it's really valuable like in school if you did something good somebody would say oh you're a boffin uh, and, and and the response would have to be in return no i'm not i'm not a boffin i'm like you you know i'm I'm, I'm like you or i'm, I'm not a boffin i'm not good
0: so but like the- let me let me interrupt you there right so but you have a very engaged community who love what you do mm and if i ask that same question to the community about mm. like you know you saying that they'd they think it'd be crazy they'd be like no 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 you doing an amazing <laughs> job <laughs> yeah but
1: for me to say that you know
0: like so there's
1: there's a quote right there's the uh what got you here won't get you there yeah but the flip side of that is People really love what you're doing right now. So just keep on doing it and it will naturally grow. And so, you know, I I think the the place which I've ended up at in all of this is that I think on a very personal level, I'm starting to become a little bit more comfortable with ambition and big ideas and believing in myself. But this has literally been over the past week. But you uh, know what's funny,
0: Joe, is if if you do verbalize those beliefs, mm-hmm. I genuinely believe that it will be a a massive help to you then achieving those goals.
1: You probably oh hundred percent absolutely, yeah. like because right now the question you asked was what do, what do I struggle with? I yeah. struggle with getting in my own way, which mm-hmm. means to say, if I can work past this belief, someone asked me a great question the other day, which was, if you didn't believe the thing that you do believe you know what would you be doing today and what would that look like in five years
0: yeah and
1: and like that was exciting that was really cool because like actually the thing that i had been struggling with was getting past that thought was
0: you know so that was making you visualize not having that thought
1: i wasn't yeah i wasn't even able to visualize the future because i was so obsessed with this right now i'm in this conflict but i know it's it, it's a weird and interesting state in that I've had similar thoughts in the past about pricing of the marketing up. I've had similar problems with sending a contract to people because I yeah. thought it might be taken. And I've worked past those. And, you know, now it's not even a thing. Yeah. So I kind of know that right now, you know, the thing that I feel today, we had this interview in a year, 18 months. it will be like, oh, yeah, that thing.
0: Nah. It's right yeah
1: Yeah. you know i feel funny it's funny
0: how we do that as humans isn't it and i was talking to somebody the other day about looking back on things that we were worried about two three years ago that at the time seemed like the biggest thing in the world and then you think you can't even remember it now it's no no
1: no but you know i think it's about recognizing that every one of these things is a journey and a process and you work your way through yeah and then uh and then you come out the other side if you want to Um, but it's also not as easy as simply clicking your fingers and sort of saying oh i'm okay now i'm all right yeah you know it's not like that time time is a perfectly legitimate variable in an awful lot of things yeah and it's not
0: something that we allow ourselves a lot of the time so no we don't we don't feel like we have it do we? we feel like it's against us but that's it that's it it's hard it is, I mean, I appreciate your openness and honestness There, it was a great answer. Um, <laughs> I know what we, I, I kind of. You know, the funny thing about doing this podcast is, I, I I wanted to change things, and I had these ten questions which I have put out. But is what is coming to light? <coughs> excuse me, is of the ten sort of people I've interviewed so far, is there's there's so much crossover in the questions, right. and I think I'm going to have to review what those 10 <laughs> questions are, because my next question is about perception of you. And, and do you think that people's perception of you is accurate?
1: Right. Interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah, we, we covered the elements of it. I, I, I do. I, I'd like to think that it, it is, but as with everything else we've said so far, then I'm a nuanced human like any other one, you know, yeah. and and some folks would have, experienced only positive stuff uh coming from me and you know like any other human then sometimes I don't have good days and yeah. that's okay you know so i think uh like anyone who chooses to engage in social media then there is a view on the world but i'm i'm sure if you ask my wife it wouldn't be a very different no <laughs> but, you know it, there, there there there'll be a broader picture than you know what most people would experience, so it's uh, it's acknowledging that there's, there's always more.
0: I think there's a lot to be said. So, I, so in my research into you, like I mean, and if you're not really doing this, I'm, you know, we can cut this out if you want to. But <laughs> I, so your you're marketing company, Are you still doing that? Empath marketing. Empath, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I think it says a lot that that's what you called it. It says a lot. <laughs> well, it was it was named after my
1: mum. Um So okay. there's the story. Like. So I went into um, I went in. Uh, you know, I was, I was twelve or thirteen, something like that. And it was a warm summer's day, and I walked into the kitchen, and I found my mum crying. Okay, you know, she was stood in the kitchen, and she was crying, and the radio was on in the background. And playing on the radio was the London Marathon. <laughs> and uh, I said, you know, Mum, you know, why are you crying? And she said, they're just. They're just trying so hard, (laughs) and and so (laughs) it was just such a lovely thing. So, like, my mom is is you know the empath, right? Is that you know? And so, if I've got ten percent of my mom, then you know I know that I'm on my way to being probably a slightly more empathetic human than 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 the average the average bod. And so you know i i do think that empathy is an important part of marketing i don't think it's the only part of marketing i think there's an awful lot more but um i think the combination of that story and uh and empathy indeed being part of marketing then it felt like quite a nice name for a for a company
0: no it is and i think you've got far more than 10 percent just from just from what <laughs> i see in general on a day-to-day basis and just chatting to you now is yeah it's um yeah well, there's obviously a lot of empathy in your thought process, which I think that you don't see every day from a lot of people. And I think that it's a highly, it's something I've struggled with for years and I'll be very open about that. And, and, but it's something that I'm aware that I struggle with. And as a result, I try to be more empathetic.
1: What have you struggled with?
0: Um, I don't know. I think just little things like, It's like the circle of stress, right? So you're driving down the road. Someone cuts you up and, you know, you're like, you know, fuck mm. you, blah, 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 <laughs> <laughs> But they could have cut you up because they had a bad night's sleep because their kid woke up at three in the morning. Mm. And then, you know, they're not 100%. So then they've made that mistake or whatever. Mm. So then I get angry about it. Then that anger stays there. And then, you know, my wife might be in the seat. She's like, what are you getting angry about? And I'm like, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then you have a row with your wife. So then you go home. And then it becomes this circle of thing where what I'm, what I'm trying to do now is... Um, I, oh, what was the guy's podcast? Have you heard of Rangan Chatterjee? I'm sure you have. You,
1: you I, I've heard the name. I haven't listened to. Haven't okay, listened so to he,
0: it. he did this podcast about happiness and about... Um, happiness heroes and he he puts these people as someone who you look at that person who cut you up differently right so instead of getting angry you make them your happiness hero and you say Mm -hmm. they probably cut me up because they had a bad night's sleep with their kid Mm -hmm. and and so what i struggle with the shorter answer to your question is reframing how i look at things and and Mm an empathy for me is not necessarily thinking about why that person did it. It's just reacting to that person's thing. Yeah. And it's something that I've looked back on in, in form, you know, for my life. I think, Oh, why did I not adapt that earlier? Like, and it, it's a knowledge thing, right? You don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. And but I'm trying harder now to be more empathetic and think about things like, so you know, if my, kid is in a bad mood mm-hmm. like it took me a long time i still suffered i'm god i'm far from a perfect parent but <laughs> nine times out of tens because she's tired or they're mm. tired one of them um you know likewise if my wife's in a bad mood like what why is it like is it something yeah. i've done is it just <laughs> the, and the thing is if you don't identify these things like they come into a circle it just gets worse and worse and worse and worse and you end up not talking mm. because it's like what started out this little thing that was just because of some stupid reason Mm -hmm. evolves into this whole thing but it's something that I'm trying to work harder at that I and I think empathy is kind of the root of you know a lot lot of good in life I think if you can get a handle on it because that's that circle excuse me evolves not just in your in your family right so if that person Mm -hmm. then cuts me up and I stop effing and blinding at them and they <laughs> yeah. start effing and blinding at me then they go home to their yeah. husband or wife or whatever yeah and it just grows grows and grows and grows and it's insane yeah, yeah, yeah. and i think yeah. that if everyone i'll show you a link with that that podcast is quite an interesting listen mm-hmm. well, um, it
1: sounds, it sounds like you know
0: it, it's interesting to use a
1: circle in a way because i guess in a sense you can you can kind of see it as you know a circle in the middle of a series of ripples right you know yeah. and every one of those is a circle so your circle is on the inside but you know there are a series that surround it as well which yeah. is interesting but I, I think you know hats off to you in a way though because to have the awareness of that you know to have learned that you know you, you said about you don't know what you know, don't know but yeah. but now you know then you're doing something about it right and it's again going back to time you know you, you you flex that muscle you build that muscle and over the course of time then if it's a character trait that you see as desirable then um then it becomes part of you which is yeah. which is wicked you know
0: no so. it's true and you know what that, that's i love content right whether it's podcasts whether it's blog posts whether it's tv whatever and i feel like there's just so much to learn mm. now mm. and you know that's that's not me sort of blaming so sort of, i mean i'm 43 now and it's that that <laughs> stuff wasn't around when i was in my 20s yeah it just wasn't a thing right so i love consuming i, love, I mean I, love, I listen to podcasts all the time and i would say that they have probably had the biggest impact on the learnings i've had over the last five years by by a mile mm. and yeah i think it's great but yeah i didn't know i didn't know half the stuff i know it could be nutrition it could be fitness it could be parenting it could be empathy happiness like all this stuff is just mm. you know you can learn whatever you want to learn like you know youtube is amazing to me i, I think it's it's incredible <laughs> but that's it yeah it's a it's a it's a good if you want to be i don't know self-development if you want to be into that then there, there's plenty of stuff out there for you to 100 percent. it's about curation isn't it and, yeah and
1: like i think with that there's also Uh, a requirement as as a as a reader as a watcher as a listener to um to evaluate you know and 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 i think rory sutherland says we've we've got the uh the library of alexandria at our our fingertips right now you know in in our phones but actually part of the responsibility these days is less about um finding information as much as it is curating and evaluating um, and sort of saying i want to take this as part of my life so it's uh it's
0: working. yeah i mean that is the that's the downside as well unfortunately is i mean like, on my bedside table upstairs i've got a pile of books like this that <laughs> i know i want to read but yeah. just finding the time to do so is just it's impossible but
1: yeah you need to get a dog take it for dog walks so yes and then podcasts and audio audio books i don't read at all it's just uh just and, do you uh, yeah? okay. podcast yeah so that's, that's uh that's my listening time so
0: yeah i've just anyway. I, i've just got into blinkist well, I say, nice. just into, I'm trying yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I, I I dislike it on one hand because I feel like it's <laughs> it's not taking everything, but on the other hand, yeah. there are many books out there which could be blog posts or whatever. But I,
1: you know, I think a nice way to use that, almost think of it like the marketing life cycle. You know, you can you can do Blinkist for the awareness and consideration stages, and and use it as like your seed for like whether you want to discover that book more. And then actually purchase it. If, uh, I,
0: and that is exactly what I do. I if yeah. I feel like if it's good and I've learned something, I feel like the right thing to do is buy the person's book as well. Otherwise, it's, yeah, I feel like nice, it's a bit like cheating. You.
1: Yeah, good on you. My <laughs> um,
0: fell off the other day.
1: so That's why they're all over there. Oh, so, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
0: even read them. Stupid. But, uh, but anyway, <laughs> we digress. <laughs> we do. Right. Next question. Um, tell me something you're really passionate about
1: um so with that conversation about kindness then i uh, about ambition sorry then the conclusion i came to is really then if i can live a life where um where my impact or legacy uh, whether it is known or unknown uh, by the person that that was my contribution is that their workplace is a little bit more kind okay um
0: then i feel like that is a life well lived um have you had anyone tell you that so far that you've had that impact anywhere? I get lovely messages most days.
1: Now, How do you? Which That's is good. Pretty good. Um and maybe not using the word kindness but certainly saying that it improved their life just a bit. Wow.
0: Which is pretty cool. Um and so, I mean that that must be amazing to receive those messages, no? It is, of course, it is,
1: and you you just need to you need to do your best to take it in, you know. Because I I can remember one bad conversation that I had six months ago with a dude, <laughs> and that's that's the thing that runs through my mind far more than mm. the hundreds I've had since, <laughs> you know. And even if it's as simple as this is really exciting. You know, when I announced like Edinburgh last night or whatever, yeah, you need to take that in. People are excited about the thing that you're doing. It was interesting in the webinar that we did with Sam Conniff, who is, runs a company called Uncertainty. I've,
0: Uncertainty I've seen Experts. Sam Conniff talk live. That's great. I halfway through his talk, I was on Amazon buying Be More Pirate.
1: <laughs> it's a good book. He's really up there. He, you
0: know, he's up there with the the David Hyatts of people who have really yeah. kind of. Blown my mind. Insane. Yeah. Insane. He, 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 Insane. Had, he was on um one of my old companies, he came and did the uh, um he did like a keynote thing and nice. I've never seen that's not true. I, I, it's very rare to see a whole kind of conference room just like Mouth wide open, <laughs> and not you know, people people almost forgetting to breathe. It was that sort. Of. He was yeah. he was he was really good. Absolutely, he,
1: he's smart as anything. You know, you look at some people, and you are like, I just couldn't do what you are doing right now. And, yeah, and he's definitely one of them. But he, he, what was interesting about him, there was a stat that stuck in my mind, which was about the negativity bias. Yeah, where um, you know, like before before COVID, I think it was then um you would need i think it was uh one one bad interaction was like in every 20 or something like that so like if you had 20 good interactions and yeah. then one bad one then that would be enough for you to feel like your day was kind of like ruined a bit yeah um i'm paraphrasing here so like i'm probably butchering it as well but um but he said, over COVID, what happened is that, like, it was just interesting that like some scientists did some experiments, and um, <laughs> that's a very general way of. And uh, <laughs> your wife's sitting that... in the other room, going, uh, what? <laughs> crying. <laughs> yeah. Some um, Scientists, yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, found that it was one in every two hundred, which means to say that like we became far less resilient, far more open to like these negative things and if you had 200 good interactions and one bad one then you would have that same reaction of negativity that feeling of negativity wow um which means to say more and more we're wired to notice the negative and not mm-hmm. focus on the positive and so going back to your question my biggest challenge right now is well one of my challenges right now is is recognizing the 200 and blocking out the one <laughs> yeah. because like any other human being, then uh, I will focus on the one. And, and you uh, know what?
0: Maybe that ties into what we talked about earlier about the empathy mindset, right? That one person mm, mm. and maybe just had a row with their yeah. significant oh, other, or maybe their kid had kept them up all night, or maybe their boss had been a bit of a dick or whatever. Like, that's it. And you, I mean, maybe that's the way to look at it. It's like, maybe you are just who they've lashed out on. And yeah,
1: could well be i mean you just never know and and you know absolutely and and it's a far less significant part of their day undoubtedly than it is you know it's part of yours (laughs) but um it's an interesting thing so um so So yeah
0: you know i listened sorry to interrupt. i I listened to a podcast the other day of this guy called tim stoddart i don't know if you're familiar with him no um american guy and I kind of went down this rabbit hole. So when he, I followed him on Twitter and and whatever, and he tweeted yesterday, this thing about an underrated business tip, which I thought Mm -hmm. was really good. And it said underrated business tip, never burn bridges with anyone. Um, Rude employer, politely quit, rude customer, politely refund them, rude client, politely end Mm -hmm. your arrangement, returning their negative energy won't help you. Just move Mm on. Mm -hmm. And I, and I liked it because I was like, yes, that negative, and it comes back to that ripple thing. You talked about the negative energy, like, yeah, it's just the way you said, returning the negative energy won't help you. And I know it's easy yeah. just to say, oh, I'll just move on. but mm. It's, it's not, it's not easy. I know.
1: <laughs> it, of course it is. No, But it's not easy. And it takes that sort of biting of the fist moment to go, no, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> yeah. But if you do, you know, it's, it's good times. It's, uh, you know, it, 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 nobody needs it. Nobody needs the aggro in their life. And, you know, as I say, for most folks it's a far smaller part of their day than it would be yours so yeah if that's the case unless well, that's the really, downside really isn't it it's
0: like is, is someone could type out a, a totally off the cuff message or tweet or whatever like and they won't even be thinking about it two seconds later I, i'll tell you what i mean to give you an example then
1: you know I've, I've acknowledged in this chat that some people sort of put me on the pedestal which i haven't asked for but you know some people do mm mm-hmm. But the other day, I had a lad from school uh, get in touch. And I wouldn't describe this lad as a bully, but what I would say was he was quite a, a snide person. So right. you would say something and, you know, he'd give you the side eye or he'd look for the opportunity to sort of cut you down or, or whatever it may be. I hadn't spoken to him for 10 years. And then the other day, he sort of he dropped me a message on LinkedIn. And uh, it was it was a picture of, like, my best mate when i went to school yeah. um and and like my old best mate was friends with this guy and you know they would become much better friends than than i was with this guy and, and stuff like that so like i didn't know why he dropped this, me this message but the net result was that i felt like he was sort of returning to that sort of that snide sort of bully like state from 10 years ago and even as a 30 year old dad i still went in on myself you know i still sort of like oh you know and sort of gave some shit shit reply the net result was that like for the next two days i was massively overthinking this and like you know i just had a horrible time anyway it happened again the other day like like two weeks later um a different guy but from the same crew got in touch and sort of said you know sending pictures of my old best mate in the pub you know just being a bit weird and like the result of all of this was i just blocked them you know what <laughs> like even though it was my best friend from school mm. you know this group of lads i just decided to block them and i felt so much better afterwards because like they were just out my life you know they weren't adding a negative uh, a positive impact on my life they were having a negative impact on my life it was in that moment that just sort of took something which some people would overthink but it was just like yeah fuck it you know i'm doing it i'm, I'm just gonna block them and they did yeah and life moved on and so if you can't, if you can't just move past it because something is sort of intruding on your life, then there's yeah. also ways and means about sort of sort of moving past this thing. And, and I think you have to be a little bit ruthless really, because I think there's so many opportunities to ruin your day, to find negativity that actually protecting your positivity and protecting your mental well-being is paramount, absolutely paramount in this world, yeah. especially as it is today. Yeah. I and agree. so it might be hard but uh, it's worth doing
0: yeah i'm kind of really (laughs) curious i'm curious why they were doing it but i'm not going to sort of pull at that thread Uh, and and relive it but
1: just lads down the pub you know but like i I don't need it
0: I've got better things in my life you know
1: so fuck
0: it (laughs) (laughs) right moving swiftly on and the last question of the day for you mr glover um Mm -hmm. when you think about the future what do you see more children
1: <laughs> oh, i do okay <laughs> yeah well we've only got one and we're still relatively young as parents so um you know that's 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 the main thing i don't know in truth you know we've got a few exciting conversations going on right now and i think there's a few things that have happened recently um i've turned 30 which i know doesn't sound old to some people but you know, it's it's an inflection point for sure.
0: 100 percent, man! Um, I remember when I think when I turned thirty, I don't think I left the house <laughs> for two days. Drew the curtain. <laughs> so there's that going on. Um, I would say there is a broadening
1: of my ambition um, into what would happen if I allowed myself to think about societal cultural change. Um,
0: on that, do you, have you ever have you ever thought of putting it out as a question to your community? Um, I think I'd
1: like to get further down the line with it. I'd like to formulate my thoughts more before, okay. sort of, because I, I think it's too general. You maybe. know, otherwise, you know. I'm like, just wondering if I've,
0: that if they if they would help you get over the line of that thought process.
1: Maybe, yeah, certainly. I mean, <laughs> you know, there might be something which is sort of like or they might not (laughs) well maybe you know i am thinking that i would like to be the person who makes your workplace or i am the person who would like to be behind the drive to make your workplace the kind of place to be Mm. you know and, and and you know there's an arrogance that comes with that that i'm still very uncomfortable with but it may well be that they come back and say you know what that sounds cool you know i'm happy to be on that journey and and if that's great then it may well be um but I, I think that's the second element. And then the third element was like, I'm having conversations these days. Doors are opening because of the impact of the marketing meetup into these worlds, which means that this impact could realistically happen. Okay. <laughs> you know, and, and um, I I, th- I definitely, so, you know, I was having this conversation with my dad yesterday and he said, you know, uh, never leave behind the people that got you to this place. And so yeah. something I've definitely got in mind is that this doesn't change. You know, this doesn't change being a community that is special and values the individual and supports and educates and brings people together and does it all with kindness. That yep. doesn't change. But is there also a route to my personal impact being large and not not just large, but impactful. Impact is the word, you know, and, and so um, I don't know. I guess I'm dreaming of current where i'm learning the lessons that will help me build a future that helps change people's lives meaningfully
0: wow that (laughs) seems a very (laughs) fitting place to end our conversation um i know you talked about the marketing meetup a lot i just i don't know if you wanted to say anything about your podcast um because you've just Um, started started again
1: well, it's not started again. I've just, I've just, oh, Humans Come First. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that's a project between me and my mate, Rich, where we just speak about marketing stuff. Uh, and if the marketing meetup is a platform for other people to share their thoughts and opinions, then I guess Humans Come First is, is my little opportunity to do that alongside a mate in a very informal way, mm-hmm. where we, we we share a view on the world that marketing is best done when it's, you know, really put in, other human beings at the center of it which isn't revelationary you
0: know there's, there's plenty of people who it's have often it's often forgotten world, though but... joe i mean i've worked in many a marketing team over the years and <laughs> it is probably rule number one but yeah it, it in a busy office with lots going on lots of departments lots of whatever power battles and and like that core thing often mm-hmm. gets forgotten well, that's interesting.
1: And again, I need to recognize that and step out of my bubble a little bit more. So I'm glad it's useful. <laughs> yeah. But we have we have a good laugh. And, you know, we look after. you know, we do like each other, but we also don't let each other get away with things. So, uh, you know, it's, 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 yeah, I, I genuinely do think it, if you like a sort of conversational podcast around marketing topics, then uh, it's worth a listen because I do think it's um,
0: I do think it's good fun. <laughs> no, it's good. It is good. And I I would encourage people to check it out. Um, yes. Thanks, dude. Obviously, the marketing meetup is is the main place for you. But if anyone who's listened to this, who's not heard of you and, and what you're doing, where's the best place for them to, to sort of come by and say hi? Um, LinkedIn.
1: I'm, I'm on LinkedIn way too much. I love it. I think it's great. Are you so still doing um, your
0: daily post?
1: No. Well, that was James. James was doing the daily post. Oh, was it James? Uh, for 100 days. Yeah, so okay. I... I do post daily, but it's never been like a project in the same way that James had. James no, had like but a, I thought
0: I remember you saying a little while ago that you you were saying something about how your... Um, it was about the audience trajectory, I think, or the reach or uh, something. Yeah. And you said, oh, I yeah, post yeah. every day and I, I'm making a conscious yeah. effort to post every day and this is the impact it's had. Uh, yeah. So you're right on everything
1: with the exception of making a conscious effort to post every day. Uh, okay. Because... Uh, that has definitely been an experience uh, recently that things have grown and grown at an exponential rate. Um, but I I don't try and post every day. It's just I only I only share when I feel like I have something to share. Oh, interesting. And okay. It's just quite lucky that I spend way too long in my own thoughts and therefore I have something to say most days. Ah, <laughs> oh, I see. Interesting. <laughs> but, um, Fair enough. Yeah. Like, I, I try to avoid just posting for the sake of it because I think that's it's not a particularly healthy practice and actually no. probably reduces your content down to doing things for the sake of it which I don't know doesn't seem particularly fun for anyone involved
0: no so, so LinkedIn's your channel of choice is it yeah
1: for sure I'm terrible in email terrible I, yeah I quite like Twitter but I mostly speak you know tweet about football so most people aren't interested about that. So <laughs> so uh, <laughs> so yeah, LinkedIn's the place to be.
0: Okay. Right. Everyone go and say hi to Joe on LinkedIn. Um so, <laughs> thank you so much for your time this morning. Um thank you, I mate. do say this to appreciate most of my guests and it's it's a it's a verbal tick I'm trying to get off, but I know you are busy and I do appreciate you no, taking mate. the time. Um
1: no, yeah, it's a pleasure to be asked. Thank you for thank you for taking the time.
0: And why I love this podcast. But like, I, I'm kicking myself. I've not started this sooner because the amount of conversations I've had with people now who I see on on social media, and you know, you come back to that perception thing, right? You do get a perception of someone, whether you like it or not, or whether you try to portray it or not. But getting to know people, it's like this is a, a superpower is having a podcast because you get to chat to people who you wouldn't necessarily spend an hour and a half chatting with on a, on a Tuesday morning. It's it's insanely good. So. Yeah. thank you i I appreciate the time taken
1: likewise no mate it's it's an absolute pleasure it's it's nice to be able to put a face to the name and, and have that chat it goes both
0: ways hey hey that was 10q interview with joe glover what a legend that guy is isn't he if you made it to the end um thank you i'm assuming you enjoyed it hence still being here i'm sure you took a lot away from it like i did Please, please feel free to share any thoughts you have on the episode at 10Q Interview everywhere. Uh, you can also copy in Joe. I'm sure he'd love to hear it. That's all for now. Uh, as I said at the beginning of this podcast, make sure you subscribe. subscribed. Take a break now. Go on. Hit subscribe. Hit follow. Wherever you're listening to this, you know what to do. And the next 10Q Interview episode will be live in your feeds very, very soon. That's all from me. Speak to you soon. Ta